Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pain Rebel Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kevin. And today we have another pain transformation story. We're very lucky to have Mo Forrest. And Mo Forrest is a native Oregonian, uh, born in Northwest Portland. Uh, She's been in the state for a, a long time, has a lot of strong roots here. But that's not why we're talking to her today. We're talking to Mo because of pain. Mo has a, had had a long history of persistent pain. Uh, she had been on multiple medications in the past, and she has just had a remarkable, remarkable transformation. And we are here to have her tell our st- story or tell her story to us all. So, Mo, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. So, I, I, you're a native Oregonian, but that doesn't tell us everything. Tell what what is your kind of background? Where did you grow up? What was your your early family life and things before you were experiencing pain? My uh, my early family life was um, uh, we lived in Northwest Portland by the old Montgomery Ward store. Uh, my father was a uh, violent alcoholic. I was scared to death of him. He didn't. He gave really hard spankings. But I watched him uh, beat my mother. Uh, was uh, we were Catholics, and my mom stayed with him because that was the belief. Her brother was a Catholic priest, and he told her that God didn't want her to live that way, and so she left when I was seven years old. I um, was scared of men for years. I. Um, uh, had nightmares about him and until he died when I was 12 years old. When I was 14 years old was when uh, the Crohn's hit me. Uh, I wasn't diagnosed. The doctor said it was anything but my pe- it was not my appendicitis. I didn't know what it was. Since my monthly period had stopped, my mom took me to a gynecologist and uh, in those days, there was no MRI. I'm 75 years old now. And so uh, I couldn't relax and let him examine me. He said he felt something in there, and he wanted to uh, examine me under anesthetic. And then my blood count was so far off that uh, uh, he decided to exploratory surgery. He thought that I had a tumor in my uterus since there was nothing there. He decided to look at my appendix. They estimated that my appendix had been ruptured for six months. I had gangrene set in and paranitis. I had been in a lot of pain for quite a while with this, but nobody was helping me. Uh, since then, uh, and that was uh, when Dr. you were me, was that when you were fourteen years old that all of that happened yes, after the surgery and everything. Yes, I was fourteen years old. I hid a lot of my pain. I picked strawberries three days before, two days before I actually had the surgery. But on walking home from the bus stop, I'd sit on the corner and wait and sit on the corner. I um, my mother had a hard life, and I hid a lot from her. I um, when I was in the hospital, they uh, I could hear interns and doctors and nurses outside the door saying she should be dead, and uh, I think I kept that with me, you know that you know I'm not really supposed to be here. I, I, you know I have pain, I'm bad, but as I was going to say, the 
uh, our current uh, gastroenterologists, as I described to it, they said that it mostly infection centralized and was like in a fibrous mass of infection, and he said that was Crohn's. So I'm thinking, I'm believing him that it was Crohn's back there when I was 14. Through the years, I would have have these pains, and sometimes so bad I couldn't couldn't walk. And uh, so they sent me to a psychiatrist, and the and usually the pains were worse in the evening because of eating during the day. And the psychiatrist said it was because nightfall was when my dad would come home, so that's why I would have the pain. And so then I'd live for a while with that, and. Until I was, uh, you know, the pain off and on, so it would ease up and then it would get worse. I ended up, uh, I worked in Minnesota for a few years. There I got diagnosed with the uh, Crohn's. I was like 33 and neuropathy in my legs. I wasn't a diabetic or a drinker, so they thought that that was probably caused from the Crohn's. I've had like, um, let's see, 12 different surgeries. I've had injections in my hips and in my back, uh, hips two times, the back four times, which did not really help me. My doctor, um, oh, let's see, about four or five years ago, uh, had uh, okayed that I have a caretaker. And which my son, being unemployed at the time, came and started taking care of me because I I couldn't. It was very difficult to even stand long enough to fix a meal or sit very long. Hurt seemed like everything I did lay too long. Hurt, you know, it was just like almost constant. By that time, between the Crohn's and everything, I was on eighteen different medicines. Eighteen. Uh, uh, and then, and I had, uh, so I think I was the first person in the Twin Cities, Minnesota area to get Remicade. I was the first one to get it for Crohn's. And then when I came back home, uh, they said that uh, if you're off it a while, you can call Crystal in your joints. And then they gave me their Humira. And then, and then um, Sensia, which isn't as well known. And uh, one day the doctor called and said, get into the hospital. My uh, kidney function was 15. I thought they were overreacting until I heard this number. I thought, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, but uh, they were very concerned about it. And the uh, kidney specialist said, I think it's your medicine. And I thought, I do too. I've had a bad feeling about it. And then also on uh, the methotrexate for so many years, too, that um, I started having damage in my liver. And at that point, I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore, so I have started taking myself off. Mostly now I'm on prescriptions for, like, folic acid or uh, vitamin B injections and potassium and magnesium and stuff like that. I have um, antidepressant, which next time I see the doctor, I am going to work on getting off that. And I have her restless leg, which I want to start getting off so I can 
just be off every time I really try to do it, feel that I can do it. I had a couple years ago, uh, well, maybe three years ago, back surgery. It was uh, intensive surgery. They uh, put rods in my back. It was an eight-hour surgery. They just said he did a lot. I'm not sure everything. But he did. I used, I know that he used some other people's bones and stuff on it. And um, my son then was with Leanne. Dice was taking uh, an app class, and he said, Mom, you know, you ought to come. So I did, and I took several classes from her, which which really helped. But that was before the pain science, so it helped, but it wasn't the cure that once I start learning about how the brain works. Once I learned how the the, um, pain triangle works. And, and that I had this fear that I was going to be my mother. And it was, and I would be saying that to myself. Yeah, let's see, what age did she go into the hospital, uh, nursing home? She was a complete invalid. They said her body was nerve dead when she died except for her face. She went into seizures, and that was the only thing that moved. And she was in the nursing home for 11 years. They wouldn't let us keep her home. I guess we could have, but they recommended that we didn't keep her home anymore. And so I'm marking off the years and how old was she, and this is going to be my life because I hurt. And I, you know, I'm not doing anything. And so these classes helped me with the ACT class and the mindfulness classes. But then when I got into the MAPS class and I got into the pain science and I learned what my brain was doing and by using the mindfulness and the meditation I was able to tell myself I'm safe I am not my mother I'm okay I'm safe and I can't tell you how much the pain led up it was like a miracle our brains are so powerful you know, we can we can talk ourselves into anything, but we also can reprogram our brains. So, and but I'm so much happier too. I mean, generally, you know, I have fine beyond pain. Even uh, learning to live and what's important in life, and to be in the moment and not always fretting about what bill I'm going to pay and what the future's going to bring, and. Uh, what's going to happen with the, my children. I had one son who passed away in 95 and uh, then worrying about my son that I had left, you know, please be okay. I was able to live in today. I learned how to do that. I learned how to reprogram my brain to where I wasn't always thinking the negative. Always, and I learned to take the flashlight off the pain. Uh, that's what I call it. I learned that in class, that uh, expression, and I really liked it because I was in Walmart the other day, and and uh, I just recently moved, and I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed. I had very little help with that part, and uh, and I uh, I had it made me start hurting because I wasn't resting like I knew I should. Uh, at first I was, I'd take, you know, work a little bit, then I'd take a break. Um, 
but I was pushing it. They say go to it, not through it. And I went way through it, and I, I did it to myself. So I was in, in the past, I'd be in Walmart. Sometimes I'd have to call my son and usually waiting in the car. You got to come in and help me so I can finish your, you know, do the checkout. Well, the other day I was in and um, my back started hurting because I hadn't pushed it. And I thought, oh, I got to take this flashlight off my thing. Let's see. I'm going to notice every color in this store. Oh, there's red, there's blue, there's yellow, that's gray, that's black. And I just went through the store noticing where I was and the colors in the store. The pain went away and I walked out of the store on my own. And it's so, you know, there, there are triggers and there's relapses, but you know how to handle it. I think everybody's going to have some pain sometime. Cause, and I think one thing that sometimes people think is that that'll make you pain-free, and that's not necessarily true. It's the, it's the chronic pain. You know, we have to feel the morning pain, the, the pain that keeps us safe. You know, like if you, you know, cut your hand off or something, you got to know that. But uh, that after you have your tissue damage is all healed and everything, that's the pain, the, uh, the prolonged pain, the chronic pain that, that this deals with it. And I am so appreciative that everyone that has uh, that is teaching the the brain science how our brain works. And now that you know we have MRIs and everything, you guys have learned how our how our our mind works, and it's true. I uh, I wish that uh, it was taught in the uh, in the colleges. I taught to medical students and uh, to nurses. It, it, it's wonderful. It's true how it works. It's no craziness. It's true science. And I'm very appreciative of it. Wow. You, yeah, you know, you just, you, you threw out so much information there. I, I, I bet you, <laughs> <laughs> so much. And, 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 th- but there's a couple of things I really want to pull out of here. Okay, you are 75 uh-huh. years young now, correct? That- I'm 75, yeah. 75. And you started experiencing pretty much pretty consistent pain at around the age of 12 or 14? 14. 14. Yeah. Okay. And um and you had some pretty harsh things in your life. I I I knew you had some struggles, but I wasn't quite aware of how young they were. Um Yeah. Some some harsh struggles, but I want to so 14 and and um and you're 75 now that means you had a good 55 60 years where you were pretty much experiencing pain in daily where you were suffering from this yeah it is i mean i would have periods would be okay it's like you know how Crohn's acts up and Mm -hmm. then it goes away and i understand that a lot of the immune system diseases is uh uh, uh, anxiety and frustration and this type of thing, you know. So when I would be anxious and and, and I uh, would make it worse. Well, yeah. we 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 know our immune systems are very tightly controlled with our stress. So um, yeah, and, and it makes sense, right? Because if we were in the in the caveman days and a tiger was going to attack us, 
that stress of seeing a tiger getting ready to bite us, one of the things it's going to do is get, our immune system is going to get ramped up to try to fight off any potential yeah. infection from the tiger bite. And, um, right. and so we know when people have these diseases like Crohn's disease or other inflammatory disorders, um, you know, if you our our brains don't know whether that's a real tiger or not, and 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 it, so it just says, <laughs> hey, let's we don't know, so let's just make sure we'll take the yeah. the safe the safe mechanism is just to get ready as if right. it's a real tiger, and so we do know there's a relationship there, and 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 I know you're not saying, and I'm not saying it, we're not saying that 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 Crohn's is caused only by stress. We know it's more than that. No, but recognizing yeah. how that stress interaction and that threat interaction, if you were, if you feel, you know, feel that that's a huge, horrible, awful tiger and it's even worse versus it's a small kitty cat biting you, that's going to be a different right. immune response <laughs> that you get from it. Yeah. So, but, it, but, it, you know, the it other, makes it, worse. It, makes it makes it worse. Makes it worse. Yes. And, and the other part that I want to kind of center on here, because we, again, we covered about 60 years there. Um, and I want to, and I want to pull out some of the, some of the pieces in there. So this started when you were 14 and all I can uh -huh. think about is you in the hospital bed, hearing people say, I can't believe she, you know, yeah. what they, I, that she should, she should have yeah. died or I, I can't believe she didn't die or whatever. How scary that must've be been. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. They said they wrote me up in the medical journal. I don't know if they actually did, but <laughs> yeah. And so with this, and, and, and you're, and you're still, you're, you're going through life 60 years, you're living, you know, living in pain you have had a lot of, uh, some difficult relationships. I mean, you, you mentioned with your mother and you had, um, yes. some, some difficulties there and then, father. and yeah. your father and then, but taking care of your mother in the nursing home and how scary that was for you when you saw her in the nursing home. Yeah. Oh, I remember her being ill when I was quite young. I uh, I remember one time they were going to take her to the hospital and I thought, oh, i got to help her. So I went and got some soapy water and started scrubbing cabinets and the lady helping my mother. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh. I thought I'm helping. I'm helping. You know, i got to do something. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and, yeah. and, and we find that, you know, we hear people that are, that are really... Uh, helping others and thinking about others and sometimes we neglect ourselves there in that process so yeah yeah that's that's something i've had to learn too i did do uh saw a counselor for a while as a, an adult child of an alcoholic and uh i learned that my want to solve everyone's problems comes from that you know <laughs> And that, <laughs> no, I have to fall back on that. Some people want to solve their own problems. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and some yeah. other interesting things here is so because um, you, you have a, uh, one of the interesting things for your pain journey is you started getting involved with um, uh, some of the programs, uh, you know, a, a couple, yes. two or three, actually probably three years ago. And in some of those yeah. programs at the time, we're, we're still good programs, but they are working through this model of what I would call the idea of management where we can't do anything about pain, but we can still live with our pain right. in a meaningful way. And, and right. there's nothing per se that's wrong with that. And it sounds like you had uh, some improvements in your life when you were going, when you, when you learned those skills to yeah, kind of yeah. manage. Yes. Yeah. How to go beyond pain. Yeah. Yeah. But then the transition you know, occurred in, in, again, we're lucky in our area. We have a number of different programs where we're starting incorporating more of the oh. pain science part 
and from what I heard from you is is when you started to understand pain and how pain is constructed and things like that, you were still you yeah. you now could apply these tools in a different way, and it sounds like you even had better yes. results. Yes, I could, and and uh, through the the meditation and mindfulness, and and I realized what I was what I was doing. You know, I was putting myself in a, in that uh, situation of my mother. You know, and once I realize and I, I say reprogram my brain to not, you know, think that I was going to be like my mother. That I kept telling myself, I'm safe, I'm okay. I I couldn't believe how much it lightened up. That and that's a that's an important uh, component that I think often gets missed is. You know, there, there's the standard kind of belief about pain is that pain is damage and that when you have pain, every time you're experiencing pain, something is wrong. And we know, at least yeah. in the pain science world, that pain is a sign of danger. And that kind of explains right. some of the variability. So so when you had that insight with it wasn't damage, it was a, a danger. Um, it sounds like you started looking at what what possible things were where your brain might be thinking dangerous, you know, yeah, is threatening yeah. or dangerous to you. And that kind yeah. of had a change for you? Yeah, it made a big change. I would say, yeah, that and and what made me realize it was when I learned about the pain triangle, the, 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 the thought and the emotion and the sensory, and that if you remove one of them, just like the fire triangle, it's gone. And I realized that I had the thought and the emotion involved. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to work on removing it, you know, and, and then to understand how pain is in my head. And, the, and I, people don't like to hear that, but it, it's with, when they don't understand what we mean, it's controlled in the brain. And once I realized that too, it's uh, it just changed a lot for me. I just a happier person. I uh, uh, I I really I enjoy my life. I I'm really uh, I guess proud of how hard I was able to work on uh, getting a new house ready and cleaning up the old apartment and everything, even though it didn't, you know. Uh, has caused me a little pain, but it's gonna it's going away. It gets better every day, <laughs> you know. I just work on the meditation, and and uh, it's good. I wish it was warmer and I could walk further. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say you, you know it's just amazing, Mo. You're you're 75 years old, and you're in. And what you're doing right now is just so impressive because there are so many other 75 year olds that would just say, well, there's nothing I can do. And, you, it's, yes. you know, I, and having met you a couple of times, it's like every time I see you, it seems like you're doing more, not doing less. And <laughs> and you're so bubbly all the time. That's the other thing is amazing is you. Um, and so for the audience, I just yeah, want to say I'm, is, I'm happy. Yeah. you know, Mo is, has not only gone through some of the, the, the programs and really has made a transformation and worked very, very hard. Uh, it, she, I mean, the work that she did was incredibly difficult, but, but the work that you are doing with others now and, and how you are helping other people with persistent pain is just absolutely remarkable. 
Uh, you know, it it is once it is hard to see somebody in pain and know that if they could know and understand what you know, how much better it would be for them. And it's uh, I invited a friend the other day to come to uh, the lecture uh, tomorrow night. Uh, she says she wasn't ready, and I had to accept that. But it's uh, it's hard. It's like, oh, you you just knew. <laughs> <laughs> this would help you so much. But uh, quite a few are coming. A lot of people. It's an open mind. It's is new science, and uh, it, have an open mind to it. You know. No, I, you know, I agree. Years ago, somebody said you could fly a plane, nobody would believe you. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. This is a new science of the way our bodies work. We've learned a lot. Yeah, and it def- but definitely, people have to be definitely ready for it, or at least, as as you said, they have yes. to be just willing to question. And um, yeah, and and you know, you can't make your pain your life, and and I think sometimes that happens. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, your life is uh, living beyond pain. It's not that you're never going to have pain, but you can live beyond it. Yeah. And, and can you... I so, can't wait till summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, man, thank you so much for, for, for talking with us today. But there was one other piece that I was... Could you could just talk briefly about the flashlight and pain? Do I talk to people about that? No, just, just yes, talk to I our do. audience about that because I'm, yeah. some people are like, what do you mean flashlight and pain and start turning the flashlight on? Well, what does that mean? Victoria in class, she used this example. She said, she pointed to one person in class and said, I have a flashlight on you and I'm only looking at you. Everybody else kind of disappears. You know, I'm concentrating on you. So I took that, you know, and that's true. So I took that to me. Okay. Uh, say my legs are hurting and I just can't, oh, my legs hurt, my legs hurt, my legs hurt. Well, if I take my mind or the flashlight, as I say, Mm -hmm. off of that pain and I start living into my present circumstance, but, you know, uh, either doing the the deep breathing concentration or doing like observing 10 things, hearing 10 things, bringing myself into my surroundings rather than onto my pain. That is a big help. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I used to work, I was bookkeeper. And uh, during the day, I'm so concentrating on my work. I went up pain. I'd go home and, oh, my goodness. You know, I couldn't sleep or anything. And so it's, uh, it's what we're thinking of, what we're looking at. And if we just can think about the pain constantly, it's just going to get worse and worse and last longer and longer. So that's what I mean by the flashlight. It's just uh, not thinking of the pain, you know, get your mind off it. Like I said in Walmart, okay, instead of thinking of uh, why this leg is hurting, I start noticing colors and other things around me. And I wasn't thinking about the leg hurting. And it's amazing how much they don't hurt when you do that. You know, or well, and, and that's slightly, yeah. that, and that's very different than not thinking. It's like because you're taking your attention and you're taking that uh, that beam of attention, like the flashlight beam, and instead of shining it on your legs, uh-huh. you're you're basically saying you took yeah. that beam of attention and now you're focusing it on, and you were focusing on the colors or something else. 
Yeah, on my environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. But sometimes if you're meditating, like I, we have in class different meditations, and, and I think of a peaceful time. A peaceful time. When I was young, um, my uncles had cabins up on the Brighton Bush River by Detroit Dam. And I have a picture of me sitting uh, right on the river. And when I think of a peaceful time, I I see that picture of me sitting on the river and the river going by, and it just gives me a peaceful feeling, you know, and uh, yeah, or a joy, a time of joy or happiness, and and uh, think of those things, you know, when you're meditating and and uh, relaxing, you know, relaxing your problem. If I can't sleep at night, I'll do what's called body scan. I'll think of my feet and, and relax and. I'll, I never get through the whole body before I fall asleep, <laughs> but I just relax my, you know, body. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. It's a miracle. Well, no, it's not a miracle. It's that you, you, you put a lot of work in, you know, and uh, so it, it, the, the results can be miraculous, but how you got there, I don't think is, um, it, it's not a mystery, I should say. And it's just a... Well, it's... It's a, it's a, I think a lot is a new knowledge of how our brain works with the pain. You know, how the MRIs show people. Uh, I know I saw one picture with has a lot of red in their brain, and then they talked to that person for a couple hours. You may have seen that, mm -hmm. too. Uh, telling them they're safe and they're okay and all this and that. And then they did another MRI, and there was very little red. In, it's like... Uh, our brain it really works. Yeah, they, and, uh, they they showed how just how just how just um, kind of teaching people and taking away that fear that idea that pain equals damage and a decreased activity in the areas of the brain that process threat. Yeah, so, yeah, very it was yeah. remarkable. And it, and um, I I don't want to talk too much here because you had such a wonderful story, but I just want to kind of. Just kind of because we did cover a whole lot in in this in this particular episode is um, that you know under people get so frightened like and you touched on this they get so frightened when when people hear something about how the the brain is actively involved in pain but from from what you're saying I certainly believe this and understand this and I and it that the the more we can appreciate that rather than being frightened by that what does give us is oh, is, is more control right. than we can potentially realize without if if we're denying the ability of the brain and how it constructs this stuff yeah because it's there to help us and i mean we have a we have a lot of power you know i may not be a rocket scientist but i have a lot of power in my brain and and it's there to help us it's it is and uh you know, one thing that we learned in uh, Leon's class was that when you're meditating and stuff, you have a thought, you know, you put it on a leaf and send it down the river. Well, first I had a duck that went down the river and you go around the corner and then the pain would go with it. But now I got a little green man. He's a screaming and a hollering down that river and then he disappears. <laughs> 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 send the send the screen, dump the screaming man in the river and watch him go around the corner. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and oh. the pain that it rides down with him, I put him on like a a dust cloud. A dust cloud. You know, you have to you say put it on something. Well, you got to see something 
trying to make a little dust cloud to put it in. <laughs> That's great. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, Mo. Thank you so much for spending the time to talk with us today. Oh, you're welcome, but, Doctor. And thank you for your hard work. Well, thank thank you. And and but I if and in 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 really specific to you because I I know there are people who are of older age. Certainly, there are some that aren't then aren't even seventy five yet, and think that they are you know doomed and there's little they can do. What's the one yeah. thing that you would want to tell them about this? That that if you if if you just want them to take one takeaway and say they're older than they're old, they're, they may be older than, than, than 60. And, and they're just saying, well, that sounds all good, but that's only for young people. What would you want to tell them? I want to tell them that you don't have to suffer the way you are, but open your mind. There are pain classes, learn the new pain science and apply it. Uh, pain does not have to ruin your life and be your life. You can go beyond it. And I think that's a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful message to end on. So thank you again so much for joining us, Mo. Okay. And and for everybody else out there, I hope that you got some use out of this. And um, and if you have questions, too. It, well, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, Mo, is you are so helpful. It's just amazing what you do and what you've done in our community. And, and I've seen you now go out and and take your your information and and stand up in front of people, which according to you know people like to say that stand doing public speaking is people are more scared of that than than death. And and I've seen you get up and just just give stories wow. that keep the audience I don't enthralled. Mind public speaking, yeah. <laughs> well, I really appreciate yeah. that. So again, thank everybody for uh-huh. joining oh. us. And until next time, guys, stay well. <laughs>